Barber College Success. Brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy Bristol and Crown Cuts Academy JC. Also, Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown Johnson City. Spreading love the Tri-City way is one way that we know, but spreading love the JC way. The Crown I said that backwards. You just, spread keep, just keep going. Just spreading love, love the sense. Crown Cuts way is the only way. Boom, one time for your so mind. There's so much love going around. There's so a, much. Wherever you're at, there's love. Did you say I, the Tri-Cities way? Yeah, I said the Tri-Cities okay. way because, you know, <laughs> students are... I got to... They get sensitive. Yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta spread love all around. You know, with both schools, one in Bristol, Virginia, one in Johnson City, Tennessee, which borders each other, which is like 40, 40 minutes apart. Yeah, you got to spread love. You got to do it the whole way. And my, my guest, my guy... Am I Fields? Am I your barber? Uh, missed a couple weeks. Thank y'all for uh, keeping it going. You know, Jordan Jordan held it down that one day. That's a big step. Hey, oh, man. Uh, y'all don't even know. I was so nervous. <laughs> no, you wasn't. <laughs> no, yes, I was. Y'all no, don't even, I didn't mind. It seemed like it, which I, that's what I wanted. I was waiting to put it up on the podcast, but it just now came up, I think, either yesterday or the day before yesterday, so I'm going to listen okay. to it. Yeah, I mean, I listened to it. It was dope. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. He he was he gave he he dropped some sauce on the student. Okay, <laughs> he ain't put the student name out there though. No, no, I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I was like Jordan. He's like, yeah, he don't know it was him I was talking about. <laughs> he, he's sitting there like this is mad. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Jordan was talking about that time somebody scarred his face up. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was bleeding for three days. I'm like Jordan, you mean bleeding for three days? Oh was, man. Yeah, I mean that's what, I mean, but you can't practice on by the students, yeah. so that happens at that's times. Saying, it ain't nothing personal. Saying, you know, some, it's just something to learn, man. Yeah. Learn. Like I I get cut up by students all the time. It's all right. He grows, yeah. Yeah. He grows back. Not he a heals. haircut, but he said he scarred him. He's he, scarred. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Yes, sir. <laughs> Today we got a big, I think it's going to be a, a good episode. I can just feel it. I can just I feel, feel the vibe. Too, man. You brought it with you. I can just feel the vibe. Today we're going to talk about the past week and the experiences that we've had. Because a lot of people just think being a barber is just being behind a chair. That's the only option. Cut hair, sweep the hair. And that's it. But there's so much more. There's so much more. And today we're going to talk about just a week's worth of experience. Three states. Three different types of experiences that all all brings together just the barbing industry. Full circle. Full circle. And the so and the seeds that you sow in this industry, the industry smaller than you think. Yes, it really is smaller than you think. And I mean, it might seem like you're looking around a the corner. There might be a there might be a barbershop across the street from your barbershop, but it is so, it is so small when you get into it. But the importance is you are talking about sowing seeds. Where do you begin to sow seeds? It's in school. In school, day one. Day one. Before that. Before that. Telling people you're going to school. Yeah, because your parents in school looking at you. You're looking at your parents. You've seen the ones that you will hire or the ones that you won't hire. Mm-hmm. You've seen the students who make who make excuses, the ones who don't come to school. And you see the ones who want to work hard and come to school and grind and boss out and giving those great haircuts. You put their head down and go, <coughs> no, matter, no matter the circumstances, driving hours to yeah. get to school, back yeah. and forth. And don't never complain. Never. The ones who just come to school and just like, they might even teach a class because they're so interested in the subject. I mean, and they're always working. They're, and, and, and believe it or not, the chair is always full. Always full. For some reason. I mean, think about that. What, is, what does that sound like, Jordan? What does it sound like? What do you mean? I mean, just people who just work hard, just sowing seeds in, in the school. I mean, it sounds like somebody that wants to be successful in this, in this industry. I mean, that's, a, that's what it's going to take, honestly. You know, to be, uh, to be able to 
you just want to have a good start once you first, you know, coming into the into the barber industry. And I think a lot of students underestimate that. Jordan, Jordan, by the way, I gotta share this. Jordan is is uh, speaking in Aston Martin radio. So if it sounds, if he's, if he's <laughs> Aston Martin podcast, that's dope. The mic is Austin Martin. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. AM on the front. Big flex. Big flex. Only for me. <laughs> <laughs> Only for me. Let's see a big drip on here. I mean, your your your, your Scully to your shirt to your shoes the to Forrest, your bike. The Forrest Gump shirt. Yeah, I got yo. that. That was different. I got that Cali swag. Yeah, to, that, <laughs> to that to that big dog collar on your neck. Oh yeah, that's a little. Oh. Everybody's like, man, this thing's a little tight, ain't it? Uh, yeah, uh, I like it like that though. I like the, I don't like the. The long you like you don't like the dookie. You like the real snug and tight. Yeah, what you call him, dookie? Yeah, the dookie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't want no chain that's called a dookie. No, no I like them real tight, real clean. Oh man! So but where t- you want to start? You want to start start off, Craig? Man, so, month, last week was an exciting week for all of us. We start off last week going to Gillette headquarters. How major is that for Gillette headquarters? That that's crazy, and it was such an awesome experience. Because um, I mean, never being like to actually get to go to um, a brand corporation, and Gillette is kind of like the Wonka chocolate factory. Like you have to be cleared to go in there. They just don't let anybody else in there. Right. You have to be cleared to go in there. You have to have a background check, and you know they and we we got to go just to the front door. And you got to have a whole nother check just to go throughout the facility. So uh, what, what surprised me most about going to Gillette was the genuineness of the people there. Right. Uh, shout out to Mike. The man genuinely cared about what we were there for. He wasn't, and he was an engineer. He was not somebody, an event coordinator. Right. He was not some PR rep. He actually made product there and designed product and was just genuinely happy to see us and to give us all the support and love that he could while we were there. And to me, that was amazing because, you know, when you think about corporations, you don't think about um, genuineness so much. You think more it, people that are more selfish. It, exactly. Like, and, and I hate to stereotype him like that because Mike was such a great guy, but you think about people that, um, are kind of singularly focused on the advancement of their product, not so much focused on the the Confess project. You know, right. a nonprofit that's that out to help you know black men and give them you know let them know what mental health is. And and they were just so genuinely awesome. And that's the importance again, sowing seeds and building relationships. Yeah. Because most of us just think when I started barbering, I didn't, I couldn't even envision myself being represented by a brand like Gillette and nevertheless going to the facility. And and then also it speaks to the fact of you being yourself, just being who you are. If you have an idea and you genuinely believe in that idea and you're trying to do things the right way, somebody will will help you. Somebody will pick it up. Somebody will be like, this is a good thing. You know, whether it be Gillette or just, you know, the the coffee shop beside you. You know, just start start where you're at, believe in it, and work towards it, and don't worry about what you're going to get out of it. The, the candies of the world, as Craig trying to say. <laughs> That's a great quote. Yeah. I forgot. What was, the, what was that quote? Uh, you're new to this. It's a candy world. <laughs> oh, man. We can sell that one. We can sell that one on, uh, on SoundCloud. Yes. That might be a title for a song. It should be the title for this podcast. <clears throat> you're new to this. this is, it's a candy world. Oh, man. Mm. That's big. Jordan's still uh, deciphering. He's just figured it out. Yeah, that's why I said. Mm. 
<laughs> it took me a second, but I got it. Craig started talking parables. <laughs> he started getting too wise. He started coming up with his own. That's when you know he reached a level of enlightenment. Everything yeah. you say is like, like he's like Yoda. <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, I mean, hey, through your experiences, through your travels and your experiences, that's, that happens. Yeah. And my journey from being a barber from day one, it was a passion, and I put a lot of love into it. So that's what we talk about when you're a student. Put love into it. Make it your passion. Care about this enough. What was Gillette to you? Like, what was the experience like for you? <clears throat> it was a, it was a really great experience because it's something I couldn't, even, I never envisioned, in my barber journey. I didn't see myself going to a big brand like that and being able to be represented by a company. Those things is not made for barbers. You think you think it's just made for athletes and celebrities, musicians, musicians, but. People notice when you give your all to your passion. And my passion is barbering. People notice that. So when you give your all to, to your passion, someone will notice. Someone will put you on that spotlight to be like, you know what? I want you to be part of me. So that's why you have to start off really strong when you're in school. Don't miss classes. Don't miss days. Give your all. Support your students. Don't be that negative influence in the classroom or on the floor. Barbering can take you a long way. It's, it's valuable. It's something that's a learned skill that if you don't put your time into it, understand it's a process. And I didn't really, and it's like you said, you don't know what you don't know. And you, you, you if you're so, if you're narrow-minded going into school, which some people are, people just see barbering as a job. Um, you really got to open your mind up. That's the first thing that you need to work on doing. I mean, whether it be looking at people on social media or going to like a hair show. Right. And invest, in, but, invest into it. Yeah. But even that, like compared to what we've been doing, com- even that is not enough to prepare you for what's possible. So what's you, ahead? Exactly. So you got to always have an open mind. Like I, like I, I want to do a good haircut. Like that was my first thing I ever wanted to do. And then I went to Barberville in Charlotte. Yeah, you know, and I met. Where, that's what really changes you after you go to your first barber hair show. Yeah, and yeah. Th- and then I went there, and there's this little like <laughs> skinny, short guy there who was like he was a kid. He was like 19 years old, and I'm like, who is this kid? And this kid gets on stage, and he just starts <clears throat> speaking like so 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 confidently. Like the man, he spoke so confidently, and it was so serious about what he was doing. And I'm like, how can I? Me being, uh, you know, 24, 25 in my, you know, in the later getting towards the more adult stage of my life, not be taking something serious. Right. And that guy ended up being Vic Blends before he became, I mean, who he is now. He was, well, he's still the same person he was then now, but, but, but he, he had a vision for himself. He paced himself and he, he started off the race the, the right way. And then I meet Craig Charles and Craig Charles has a vision for himself. And it's continued to grow and elevate his vision. And in seeing these people do that, it, it only, gives me so much energy to see that like as long as i put my head down and i'm working hard and knowing that i'm working hard and giving back to giving back that's also more the most important part is giving back then you're going to be blessed right give your all to this industry yeah giving your all to this industry it'll take you will be blessed you will be rewarded Mm -hmm. and people kind of they don't understand that part they they again and like i said in the previous podcast people some people just want to work on their strengths yeah, and do one thing and be a one-trick pony. This industry is so broad. Learn all the skills that you can while you're in the industry. 
while you're learning in school. Learn all the skills from a perm to bleaching to share cutting. Waxing. To waxing. Nails. Everything. Boss out the whole curriculum. Because I still believe if you boss out the whole curriculum, that will elevate your salary to the next level. You're talking about you go to school and you learn that textbook from the first page to the last page and and study it to learn it. Not study it just to pass the test. Study and grasp everything in that book to learn it and keep it. I think you will be real close to six figures when you come out of school. I, I Well, especially in nowadays in the barber industry, you know, as far as like the demand and the ability to grow uh, financially and um, with your skills as well. I mean, there's no reason if you're really working, 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 there's no reason why you shouldn't make the money that you want to make. There's no, and the only person stopping you is you. I mean, if you're really trying to get it, like I, I talked to a guy last night and I was like, man, I got to go to you know work. I got stuff to do tomorrow for barbering. And he's like, oh, my barber don't do that on this day. And I'm like, well, man, I, I'm not your barber, man. I'm out here trying, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it. Yeah, you know, talk to him. Talk to him a text me and say, hey, you need to go get it because he might need that, you know. And that's what I think where a lot of barbers get burnt out and they don't reap the benefits of this industry because you hear a lot of people say, oh, it's, I, I want to do barbering part time. It's going to be my part. It's going to be my side gig. I hate when people say that. To, re- to reap the benefits of barbering, you have to put your all into it. 100%. And, I, you know, and I get it. Like, I see the appeal of, I, I see that, I see, like, I don't fault y'all from it. Because I can see the appeal of waking up, you know, kissing your family goodbye, going home, going, going to work, and then going home. And then that's your routine. And, and like, you know, like you're not worried about the extracurricular. You're just trying to put some money in your pocket to take care of your family. And I respect that. And I love that. And I, I envy it sometimes. But I'm just so – there's so much more I feel like I need to see before I can get to that point, before I can say, all right, I'm going sit, to sit back. Let me watch the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there's so much more I need to go get now. And there's this fire in me that I just can't let go. And I, I got to do it. And I, I don't know how – I wish I could put that into everybody listening. If I wish I could put what I feel into you, and that's kind of the reason we do this podcast is so that you get inspired. But I have something in me that I can't cut off, and I just I won't cut it off until I get to where I feel like I need to get, and I ain't close yet. So I support. I don't think you ever would. I don't. Honestly, I mean, you know what I'm saying. If you want, if you have a strive like a like that, you feel like you're just gonna keep on growing. We always want to want to do better than what you're doing. So I mean, I feel like there's always gonna be like a nonstop passion. We just want to get better or something. And I hope so, that's how it is. Yeah, and it should. That's how it should be, honestly. But, but thinking back, going back to Gillette now. I mean, that was a great event. That was a great several hours from we got there like at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. We left at like five, and everybody was engaged. And <coughs> everyone was engaged. And that's another thing. Oh, okay, uh, another <laughs> another awesome thing. Um, as far as like event coordinating, like we we got some event coordinating experience, which I've never done that. Like we had to give a presentation to a major corporation. Mm-hmm. We had to set the room up, small things like that. You don't think yes. about well, how can the room be better, more economical for people there. Yep. You know, pre- doing the presentation, the music needed music for the presentation. You know, and then actually working speaking. on the, working on the equipment, working on the mics, the yeah. mic check. Things that you don't think about, right. but prepares you for something else. Maybe like if you want to do a show or something, things that, you know, little intricacies that you normally wouldn't think about that you need when you're presenting something to somebody. And the headquarters now, I think we need to kind of break it down to the headquarters. The headquarters, you have artifacts from the 1900s, early 1900s when they, some of the first, like 1890 something, 
some of the first artifacts they had for shaving. Yeah, and and it's, as soon as you walk in, it's like a museum, and they have like a timeline. Yes, built upon the museum, and as you walk down, you can see all the difference and changings in shaving uh, throughout the years, which is of course what they they're focused on. So it's really cool to see that. Dang, that's dope. I wish I was able to go. I mean, <laughs> Dang, I wish I was able to go. I mean, you can get the next one. Where there's the cafeteria, there's a gym. So this is just not just no Rudy Poot just put together building on the side. This yeah. is a major. 60,000 square feet building which is overlooking like uh, the, the, uh, the the harbor. And every, and it's cool because everything that they need to work there they got. They got everything. a gym. They got a barber shop. Of course they got a barber shop in there if you get your hair cut. They got um, you know they got coffee, food. You don't even need to leave the building for real. I mean I'm sure they probably got beds in there somewhere. And, and the thing is that they had swag bags for all the barbers. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, I was getting excited. Swag bag. <laughs> yeah, so a bag with things just like gifts. Oh, they gave you all the bronze series now. You, <laughs> <laughs> you see his face. <laughs> they gave you them, didn't they? Oh, man. But not only, but, and, and razors. Those razors are like $20 a razor. Yes, yeah. and another <clears throat> cool thing about the Gillette razors was they realized that there was a need for people in the shaving community that got sensitive skin or got bumps and got irritated. So Gillette instead of creating a razor to uh, shave as close as they can, created a razor for um, people that have sensitive skin to shave and it not cut as close. So, cause you, you know, when they, when they, when you shave your face, they're trying to get that close shave and it's actually ripping the cuticle up to cut it closer. And they realized that that was hurting some people with sensitive skin. So the razor they designed puts pressure against your face so it doesn't cut as close, but right. you're able to still shave your face. So it was really cool. And get that, that smooth shave. Oh, yeah. And the, and the fun thing is they brought an engineer down, another engineer, just to give us a presentation on those razors. The guy that created it. Yeah, he, how, he, how it's made, why it's made, and gave us like a big spiel, like a click, click, move the screen over, and just having all this information on it. It's like, wow. So when we talk about barbers, it's way more than just sitting behind a chair. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I feel like a CEO, an investor, while a guy was sitting there explaining being, that. Being the best that you can be yeah. and starting from day one and people recognize you to take you to that next level, to give you the opportunity just to be in some circles that you might not even have the opportunity or the chance to. But it starts from the beginning. It starts from day one, going to class, giving you all, opening that book, watching videos, working on your craft. Being the best that you can be. I didn't take that from Gillette. I'm just saying, <laughs> just being real. Being the best that you can be while you're in school. Make the first day like your last and make the last day like your first. And then make your school experience your everything. Because it's more than just fading. And that's what I tell the students, too. Like, when they come there, I'm like, I can teach you how to fade in 10 minutes. I don't need a lot of time to teach you how to fade. Easy. It doesn't take a lot of time to learn how to fade. But the rest of the stuff, I'm still learning. The, the financial literacy, the marketing, the networking part, all that stuff is way more important than just learning a haircut. A haircut is just a haircut. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys that are successful in the barber industry that don't even cut hair anymore. Right. They start off cutting hair because that's the journey they had to take to get respected, but they don't even cut hair anymore. And it's just you just have to take the first thing that you do. The, the, if, okay, um, I can't remember who it was. There was a famous um, – uh, civil rights movement or famous, you know, slave writer. Uh, he he ran away from from his plantation, and he heard of a place where they taught slaves how to read. And the he showed up, 
and he knocked on the door. He said, I want to learn how to read. The woman there gave him a mop, a bucket, and a broom, and she left. She said nothing to him. Said nothing to him. She came back the next morning. What do you think happened, Jordan? Learned how to read or talk English. Yeah. She came home to a spotless building and a kid that was asleep on the broom and the brush and the bucket because he worked all night to clean that building. And she said, okay, now you can learn how to read. Oh, that sorry. person had to prove to the woman that he wanted to learn how to read. If you show up to a barber school and you can't even sweep your, your under your chair, your station. sweep your floor under your chair. Clean up after yourself. You, just just stuff that you've done. Not even, not even the rest of the building, just what you've done. You're not going to be successful. If you're not doing the work on the sheet that said, hey, clean the bathroom. And if you can't do that, you can't run a shop. Who's going to clean your bathroom when you have a shop? You can't expect your barbers to do it. I mean, yes, I mean, they should. They should want to. Everyone but but if it's your shop, it's you should be the first one cleaning it. Yep. Exactly. You, well, lead by example. So when exactly. you lead by example, everyone else follows. For sure. Because you and there, there's nothing that you should be doing in a shop that your employees can't do. You can't ask me something to do something if you want to do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Point blank. So the experience was so amazing. What did you get away from it, am I? Uh, the sky's the limit, man. Like, the sky is the limit. Like, being there, I mean, goes past the possibilities of being a brand representative. Right. I could come up with a product. Yes. I could market my, you know what I'm saying? I could market my product to a corporation. Because they were also asking for suggestions. Yeah. The guy that's an engineer. The, the engineer, the guy that's an engineer, you know, he he uh, created this razor, and he's presented to us, and he said he felt uncomfortable for a little bit. He right. said he gets nervous speaking to professionals. Right. And, you, and he made it. But we are. Yeah. But that's the thing. A lot of us, a lot of times when we're in school, we don't think of ourselves as that professional. Mm. We don't think of ourselves in a high esteem. And that may be the problem. We have to start thinking of ourselves in the highest of the highest esteem. When I think about barbers, I think about barber surgeons. Right. That's the first thing I think about. But, we was doctors. And I know, and we try to push that message even with the dress, with the professional image, that side. And a lot of times, you, students buck the system. Like, oh, why I got to dress up? Why I have to do this? Because we want you to set an example for yourself and your community. And it's, and it's, it's sad, too. Like, I'm sorry to cut you off. But it's just sad because, like, if you're, if you're thinking that putting a tie on makes you not yourself, then you're in the wrong you're wrong thinking because your clothes don't make you either because people are gonna have perception about your clothes either way right so so you know jordan and toboggan and your black t-shirt you know if my perception of him was negative because of his clothes and that's wrong right either way it doesn't matter so if you're thinking that having a tie on is wrong then and that's not you you're still you if you're naked right you know what i'm saying so none of that should matter but, i'm sorry my bad go ahead but, but in a sense Professional image is the way to go for a business. Oh, okay. When you're presenting yourself to a, I mean, to, to anybody, you want to, you you want to give off the perception that you're a professional. Because the first impression is the most important. Why Why do you think that, Jordan? The first important. Make that Aston Martin Mike scene. Yeah. <laughs> why well, I think the 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 first impression is most important. Yeah. Because it's, it's like that's like the foundation of every relationship, I guess you could say. Because when you first meet somebody. When you look at them, I mean, the way they look, I feel you look like they're just trashy. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of hard not to judge somebody. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you say you don't want to judge anybody, but everybody always judges somebody. Even right. though you like, but I mean, and, but the key thing that you said is the foundation. Yeah, the foundation of most all relationships, the first impression. And if we're talking about in our industry saying the consultation was the most important things of the haircut, that's the foundation of a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's the foundation of the first perception. Because I, 
because I'm listening into what y'all are saying. I'm over here just I don't have anything to say because I um you know you have I'm a lot to like, say, Jordan. I mean, I do, but I don't. Why don't you? Because I feel like I still need to experience a little bit more. You're experiencing. You're doing it. You're here. This yeah, is experience. You're right. There's you're nothing right. more experiencing than right now. Yeah, you're right. And that's what the podcast is. But and that's why you're so intricate and important for this podcast because you're the closest from from school from graduating. So people need to hear your insight and see. You know what? And Jordan. So Jordan can say, you know what? This is the mistake I made. This is how I can see it differently. This is how I could have done it differently. This is why I want to do it differently. And this is why I want to go to propel myself to do something better. So that's the importance of you. I mean, all three of us are intricate intricate in this podcast, but you being the closest one to graduating from school, three, four months, five months, six. How long have you been out of school? Eight, eight, months. eight months. And the things that you had to learn and the struggles that you had even a month in, two months in, three months in, four months out of school, Five months, not eight months, because most students' perception is that they want to boss out this industry in their first three months of school, first six months while in school. But here you're talking about your eight months out of school, and there's still things you need to learn, and students need to hear that, to understand that, hey, this, this 12 months of school is going to go f- so fast, but there's so much more to learn after those 12 months. And if you don't give your all while you're there, you stunting your pro- your growth. You delaying your growth. That's all you're doing. When you don't give your all, you you delay. You are delaying your growth. You only hurt yourself. That's all. That's a cliche. Like when you when I remember we work out in the gym. I had a trainer, and he's like, "You could you know I, you you could not do some push-ups when I'm walking away and I ain't looking at you. But who you hurting? You ain't hurt me. You hurt right. yourself. yourself. You make yourself. You putting yourself behind. So the experience getting back to the lecture hand. So the experience on Monday that was a big week for us. That was major and. Again, students, there's more to this journey in this industry than just sitting behind the chair and cutting. And if you not being a well-rounded student, you're just setting yourself up just to be behind the chair. And behind the chair is great, but enjoy the industry on a whole. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't have these conversations when I first started. I didn't know about what the industry has to offer when we first start, when I first started being a barber. And I still loved my job, and the journey I'm on is still great because I made so many friends along the way and made so many connections. But those connections and and the journey could be a whole lot sweeter if you do it a little earlier. Mm-hmm. There's opportunities for you all around. And low-hanging fruit, like you say. You know, just the haircutting is a low-hanging fruit. It's an important, essential part of growth, but it, that's that's just the, the, the basic of the basic part of it. Standing behind a chair. There's to elevate yourself. There's so much more that you could put into this. Even there's even stuff that we don't even think about doing that you could go do. I mean, there's stuff that is so much untapped potential because you know barbering has been around forever. It's been around since the beginning of time. But this is 2022. What yes. can you add to the future of barbering? What can you add? It's major. It's big. I can see Jordan doing like barber designer clothes. I mean, I'm talking about it. But that's the thing. <laughs> don't and, think about it. Do it. But that's the thing. And I tell students all the time: this, the more, the, the this is where you have the most time in school. It's innocent, and you'll have some dead time. So when there's dead time, you should be thinking about something that you can create, some a product that you can co-create with a student. Come up with two or three of your friends and just have like a little support group, a little like a, a little session of a thinking session, an idea session, and throw ideas at each other. And I guarantee something will come up between two, three, or four friends. 
go in the classroom and said, hey, let's just write down theirs on a piece of paper and see which one come up with the, with the best idea and let's attack it. And then go to the instructor and say, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to try. Because at that time, it will be the easiest time to have a case study because that's when you have more students around you. Yeah. So you can do a trial and error. You can come up with a product and, and have your students in your school sample it. And inspiration is a fleeting thing. Like if you, if you don't act upon inspiration, it'll go away and you'll lose it. If you don't, like whenever you have something happen, you need to go ahead and, and put something in motion. That mic right there is tough, Jordan. It is tough. <laughs> it he want cool. to use it now. He's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to switch over. What would his beat sound like in the mic? <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you want that picture. Yeah, yeah. But think about this, right? So this helps your, your, your marketing. It helps your, your brand. Your brand. Because people just don't need to see you just cutting hair. Mm-hmm. They see you on a mic. So you, you're more than a barber. So you know, you, you, you're telling the story. You're interested now. And, and I, like, I didn't really, t- I took that for granted until you really, because, you know, I'm all about trying to be humble. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to be as humble as I can, especially to this industry. And, um, like, Craig really had to break it down for me. He was like, you know, you're, you're a traveling educator. I was like, yeah, you're right. He's like, you're an instructor. I said, yeah, you're right. Said, you're a, you're on a pod. You you have a podcast. You're a, you're a you're a, a, a mogul. I'm like, you're right. You know, you don't really think about those things because I've really just been doing it. But when you sit back and take in all that we've accomplished, you know, and then explain that and tell that to people, that inspires other people. You know, and it's not it's not gloating. No. It's not it's not saying, hey, look at me. It's like, you know, you could do it, too. You know, and, and just put put your best foot forward. But you're making your industry fun. Mm-hmm. You make your industry so fun. And that's when it begins to just you you wake up every day and like, I want to go to work. I can't wait for this new exciting journey I'm going to be on. I can't wait to meet this new client and have this new conversation great conversation every day every hour every 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and you make it into a game where when you meet people you kind of grab the information and make it yours Mm -hmm. and then you try to and if you know the book and are educated in your craft you can give them information as well yes and help them physically and you know and that's where that comes in just knowing the book like from the front from the front to the back Mm -hmm. because that right there is an easy way to start your consultation if you could just solve a problem for a client I mean, you don't have to get the best haircut. You help them solve a problem that they have, they're going to stick with you. Mm-hmm. They're going to be with you for a long time. And just going to, <laughs> going to the headquarters, open up your eyes so much because now you can dream. Mm-hmm. That's like a little kid who's being introduced to a fire truck on a field trip. Yeah. Or go to a skyscraper on a field trip. Now they can dream. It's like now, you, you can touch it. Now you can touch it. You can it's, see it's it. It's real. You know, what, you know it's obtainable. You've seen it. And barbers need those experiences. Mm-hmm. They need to think outside the box and need those experiences while you start your journey. And then that's when ideas come to you and you can co-create and add things to your industry that solve a problem. Because you could use your brand, you could use your industry, your job, your work to solve a problem. And that's when you begin to have income that's just coming to you for, on the next level. And the residual income. Passive income. You're solving problems. And that's what I think barbers underestimate. How can you solve problems with your industry? 
Not just cutting hair. We understand that's the low hanging fruit. That's the easy part. Mm-hmm. You're already solving that problem. What, what else can you add to it? It's a lot. What else can you add to it? <laughs> I'll top of my head to think of one, and I'm going to go ahead and say it on the mic and address it. Uh, I feel like the barber industry is almost hurting itself when it comes to social media by uh, putting uh, unnecessary pressure on new barbers mm-hmm. to make them feel like that they got to be perfect when people aren't perfect, perfect themselves. <laughs> and that's a great point. Making barbers feel like they have to be there right now. Mm-hmm. Them lines have to be perfect. You got to push that man back to get his line perfect. But the thing is, too, that perfect haircut took 20 years. Mm-hmm. And here you are two months in and you're trying to create that perfect haircut. It took a million different tries. <laughs> 15 years. A million different tries. And here you are on 150 in your journey of being a barber in school. And you expect to give that same. That's too much pressure on yourself. Relax. Yeah. That is way too much pressure on yourself. A million tries. And now I got this perfect haircut. I'm going to put it on there. And people are salivating. How can I get my cuts to look just like that? Repetition. Practice. Patience. Time. <laughs> and that's it. Stir it up. And then you got, you got a successful uh, perfect haircut. But that doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Repetition. Practice, patience, time, and understand. Commitment. Commitment. That's part of your journey. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to tell a story how you got to that point. I think that's been the coolest thing. Like uh, That's another thing that's cool in Boston. Uh, Joshua Barber, who was sponsored by Gillette, Mm -hmm. got an opportunity to share his story. Yes. And it was such a unique story. And I think that's the coolest thing about meeting these people. Everybody has their own journey. Everybody has a story to tell. Especially barbers, because it took... Somewhat of a leap, a great investment. Whether you were a high school coming out, uh, coming out of high school, and they're like, "Oh, you're crazy. You should go to college," or you were, you know, 45 years old, had a career, and decided that you didn't like it. But that journey, and to tell the story, comes with experience, mm-hmm. and just doing things over and over again, and sometimes failing at some things. Yeah, that's the greatest power you can get from the barber's industry. Is like that. That is the number one most powerful thing you could ever take from this is that you know what it feels like to be bad at something and, you, and that, that you could take time and grow it. And that's, I think that's a great point and I'm going to elaborate on that because everybody wants to be good instantly when they start doing something. Everybody wants to be good instantly when you start a new trade, a new skill and then that wall comes up when you get, defeat, when you get defeated. That wall comes up when you're having a tough time, it's okay. And one of the biggest things that people fear as adults is failing. But you're trying a new skill. You are going to fail, and it's okay. You, you are trying a new skill. It's a learned skill. You're not going to boss it out right away. And that's when the insecurities come out, when you don't boss it out, when you don't do your best on the first try. It takes repetition. If <laughs> if it was easy, everyone would be in this industry trying it. Because one of the first things you hear people say about, oh, I want to be a barber, but I don't want to mess people up. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's okay. Every time. I don't want to mess people up. But that is okay. It's a new skill that you're trying, and you are going to fail. 
but failing is just helping you do it better. Failing is just helping you see it unrefined. Because in order to have a great, to do something really great, and you haven't done it before, you have to get, you have to get there. You have to understand how to get there. And the only way to understand how to get there is you're going to mess it up. It's not going to look good. And, but the great thing is, hey, you understand how to fix it. The great thing is, it gives you repetition how to do it better. The great thing is, it gives you opportunity to render yourself. It gives you opportunity to make it, make it up to yourself. And it's okay if you do it the first, second, and third time. It doesn't come out right. You just started. Give yourself some time and celebrate the small victories when you're in school. You remember how you kept yourself motivated in school, Jordan, when you were first started cutting? I was never really scared of – I mean, I was when I first – I was scared to mess up when I first started. But after I figured out that if I didn't – if I if I didn't – if I didn't try it, or at least try to do it, then I felt like I wasn't going to grow. So as soon as I learned that it's okay to mess up, that's when I really started accelerating. Like, because after a while, I – like, once you mess up, you'll probably find out a way to fix that mess up, even if you mess up. But once you do that one time, most of the time you're not going to do it again. So now that I've kind of – I'm still doing it right now. I, I try new haircuts all the time. Like, I try to do different things. I try new fading systems, and I find out what I like and what I don't like. So it's kind of just – it's it's helped it's helped me grow a lot faster, just not – just being okay with messing up. That's all it is. And I might not even be messing up. It's just... It's an experience. It's an experience. You just got to do it. It's an experience. You learn how to do it better. You learn how to do it good. There's no things... There's nothing such... Let me take that. Let me rephrase that. I don't think there's... When you start something new, there's nothing such as failure when you're practicing. You're not failing when you're practicing. There's no thing... There's no word... Failure in practicing. That's that Thomas Edison quote, where he said, um, "They that he was getting, he was getting interviewed by a newscaster, and he's he's like, how do you feel about failing 999 times and making a light bulb?" He said, "I didn't fail 999 times. I learned 999 times how to not make a light bulb." <laughs> and, that's, and that's what it is. And that's how it is in school. Yeah, that's how it is in school. You learn how to refine your skill. Mm -hmm. And eventually your skill is going to be adequate for yourself and the people who you're trying to please. But you constantly learn. That's why it's called continuing education. That's part of it. You have to continue to enhance your skill and get better. I say it's just like Ms. Dell. She's been she's been cutting hair for like what? 30, 30 plus years and she says almost she's still 40. Learning. And she's still learning. She's still writes out learns yeah. to the day you die. It's part of it. I can't wait to talk about coding and barbering. But we're going to leave that for the next episode. I was going to say, explain it. Can you at least let them know what happened? Well, we're going to wet their appetite. All right. So wet their appetite. Yeah. Coding and barbering. I went to this conference on Saturday. So Monday started off great at Gillette. Saturday, I went to a conference in Atlanta. And Gillette's in Boston, by the way. Saturday, I went to this conference, N-A-B-B-A. And this guy gave a presentation on coding 
and barbering. And I was trying to figure out how does that even come together? But it blew my mind. And we'll talk about it in the next podcast. What do you, th- what do you think? I think I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. You're good. We're going with the appetite. Yeah. No, nah, man. Like it's just, it just keeps coming. It doesn't stop. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's, we're just blessed full circle. And, you know, and then seeing Craig get blessed, seeing Jordan gets blessed. That's what it's all about, man, to celebrate everybody's blessings, you know, and, and to be there for them. And it, that's another thing. Like, you need to have a network. You need to, you know, have a fellowship with, with some other barbers so that you can celebrate each other's victories and not bring each other down. Because too long was there a, the, the stigma of that, that shop, this shop. It's right. not like that. We're all trying to get it. You know, there's plenty of haircuts. And we all can get it. We all can get it together. We can walk. We hold hands, walk through it together. So next week, I'll talk about this experience at this conference I went to, how I met this lady from this area. And this lady, <laughs> this lady, from my this lady. lady, this lady from my, and I, she's a really important lady um, in this industry, and we'll talk about the connection that we have, and I didn't realize it, but she's part of this industry, and we read the book <laughs> that she's the VP save for. It. You gotta save it you gotta <laughs> every day, <laughs> and I'll talk about the guy who invented the. Ver- Vericidal antibacterial H42 clean clippers formula. I'll talk about that guy too as well. But we had a dope podcast that I felt the energy from the beginning. I knew it was going to be electric. And I just hope that we just continuously bless you guys and drop gems for you guys. Because this is a this is important. This is important for us as well. Because we learn and grow from the podcast and we love you guys' feedback. I mean, this is big. I, I love coming on Mondays and just talking, just giving, drop, just giving, just talking about what we love. Yeah, like today you were like, I ain't here from you today. Are you still coming? I'm coming. <laughs> if I don't say I ain't coming, I'm coming. Jordan, the same way. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's fun. I mean, I look forward to it. I, yeah, I, get, ex- I get excited, am I? Mm-hmm. I get excited to come to the studio. Mondays is the day. Yeah. It gives you another, I mean, for me, it gives me another, you know, alternative besides just cutting hair all the time. And start it your week off right. right. Yeah, start your week off right. I like it. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely glad I've been on this podcast. It's definitely so, a blessing. So, sure. well, let me ask you a question. So what is your coworkers thinking about you being on the podcast? Uh, a lot of them, actually, Kobe, I've been trying to get Kobe to get in there. He said, I, he said, oh, man, I might. I might try to get on there, man. I was like, oh, you gonna think you go cover? He's like, Cody's yeah. been in the parkers, I think, once. One time. But yeah. um I haven't really asked Jonathan. I feel like Jonathan would like it too. I asked Jonathan. But Jonathan I, said he would want to come. Yeah, because I, yeah. I have I've had a lot of friends that want to do it too. Like my close friends, yeah. They want to come. They want to come on here and talk. For real. Yeah. Like my, one of my friends, Michael, he plays basketball at King College. Uh-huh. So he was like, What's it about? I said, Man, we just talk about barbering and you know, life experiences and motivational he's like, oh man he said like, i want to do something like i want to talk about that type oh, of stuff because so you know it, it can relate it's right. relatable stuff like you know what i'm saying i mean so. barbara can relate to so many things and like i said when the guy put me when the guy's doing this presentation talking about barbering and coding and how kids are gravitating towards that i was like what i can't wait to talk about that i can't wait to tell them i was i was i was I was trying to be, but it's so off the wall for me that like I just trying to process what he was saying. Like coat, coat. He's doing syrup. What happened? syrup. Yeah, cold in. Yeah, it's, it's it's big. I can't wait to talk about it next week. We're gonna really just explode your mind when it comes to that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be big. It's gonna be big. But again, so what you guys? What you like? Like like about the podcast today? Would you? Would you? Seem like we just yeah, yep. Yeah, I like that. What? 
fellowship. 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 And seeing that that Aston Martin microphone is pretty dope. Today's been more of like a listening talk. I'm just sitting back and listening type, you know. So, so what did you think about? What did you pick up? You said you was listening. Man, I, I picked up that, you know, freaking, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, freaking. Freaking, not freaking. Dang. Uh, well, relationships in general are important. Very, like, connections, talking to people, meeting new people. Um, and uh, I wish I would have really wouldn't have been on that ship. I would have I loved going, for sure. Hey, the next one, we, when, we, when we tell you, you just got to be prepared. But that's all right. But when I come back from California, I'm going to tell you all about my experience. Oh, yeah. Okay. See, that's, there, there yeah, it so is. Because yeah. I'm, I'm actually getting cut by Vince the Barber, the one that cuts NBA players and stuff. And I'm going to uh-huh. talk to him about, you know, business and how he got where he's at. And, you right. Know, you know, it's it's going to be it's gonna be dope. It's going to be big. That's going to be big. Barber College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, and Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol. Spreading love the Tri-City ways is one way, but spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way. <laughs> <laughs> and my co-host himself to the right and my left. Am I Fields? Am I your barber? Jordan Barr, Jordan Barr underscore 52 on Instagram. Yes, we're going to yeah, keep, keep, the, keep the five-star reviews coming. We love them. Keep them coming. That, that motivates us just to give you guys more and just do keep doing more research. We love our followers. We love our fans. Go check us out. My guy, Mitch, if it wasn't for him, this wouldn't even be possible. So we got to give him a shout out. You got to get Mitch on here one time. Yeah. <laughs> that would be easy. We yeah. Mitch, we just got to turn around and just grab a mic, Mitch. Mitch is the studio engineer who makes this podcast possible for Maypop Media. Shout it out. If you want to get on the podcast, Yo, know, Mitch can get you right. He, you don't have to be in the state in the studio. He can zoom you in and get your podcast going. He will hit you up. Call him. Mitch, what's your phone number if anybody wants to get a start a podcast with you? 801-589-9089. Hit my guy Mitch up, and he'll get you right, tell you how to start a podcast, how to get it going. Because I know a lot of people out there want to start one but just don't know how to. And if you have questions on how to start one, also call myself and I hit us up. We'll give us, we'll give you some of our feedbacks. We'll tell you what worked for us, what didn't work, and how to get going. And I mean, one tip I think worked is, yo, you get yourself a co-host because the co-host makes the podcast flow. It takes the pressure off you, I think, for yeah. sure. To keep, to keep conversation going and moving. Yeah, get the co-host. Make, it makes the podcast flow, which is kind of good. And now we got a third Mr. Co-host. Hey, he's, he's doing his thing. I'm trying to do my thing, man. I'm trying to do my I thing. I mean, you, you got the Austin Martin, Mike. You got the <laughs> you got the top car in the game. Yeah, I know you're going to have this one next podcast. Oh, no. Nah, I, I like I like the swivel. No, I like okay. that, too. Right. I mean, All you right. special, too, Jay. All right. You know what I'm saying? We gotta get a, did you get a picture like this, uh, Mitch, for us? Oh, good, good. I mean, that thing is made. I'll get another one. Yo, this guy right here with his Austin Martin mic. Major, big, big, big. Yeah, it's a Mike Drake using the song. <laughs> That's what <laughs> it is. He recorded it in the song. Yep, yep. We're, but again, spreading love the JC way is one way. Spreading love the Tri-City way is the other way. But spreading love the only way is the Clown Cuts way. Shout out. <laughs>